Okay, friend, we're reading. We're starting. <laughs> so, sorry. Hey, guys, we're back. Hey, guys. We're still quarantined. Yes, unfortunately, day like a million. So, again, once again, we apologize for the acoustics. We're doing our best. I am at the in-law's house. Our Shay is at home, so we're going to... Do our best. Well, before we begin, I have a read because somebody has been home this whole mother freaking week and hasn't even FaceTime me, text me nothing. So I'd like an explanation with your phony ass. Okay, so here's the explanation. You was with family, I was with family, so I want to say what the problem is, right? Like we was texting, don't lie, don't friend, you're my extended family. That's phony of you. That's crazy about you. Friend, I've been working on different projects in the house and trying to get my stuff together because you know, even though I got to be quarantined in the house, that don't mean I can't be quarantined on my deck now, okay? Whatever. Like what, be, is, what is your newest DIY project? Um, So we're working on the deck. We're trying to figure out if we want to extend it or if we want to keep it how it is and if we want to add like a little uh, sofa uh, um, love seat situation out there. Mm-hmm. How we want to re- it. I want to uh, power wash it, so we're looking at pricing a power. So we're just pricing some power washers and some lawn mowers. We're just trying to be, you know, homeowners, I guess, as you can hear the enthusiasm in my truck. So okay, so you are a homeowner and you live in a house, but we're not necessarily the owners. But being here at this particular house, we have a backyard, just like a backyard and a little patio. When I buy my house, I absolutely have to have one. And for people who have houses, and I always grew up in, like, a condo with, like, high-rise, so I never necessarily had, like, a backyard or anything like that. We had a balcony, but we never really went out on it because we were so high up. But I absolutely now, whenever I get my home, I have to have a porch. Because just the ability to just sit outside and just mm, take in the air, like, I can just play my music, just sit out, has been invaluable. Oh my goodness. Where has this been all my life? And I know uh, at your house you have the front porch. Yes, we have a front porch and we have a deck. So that's what I'm trying to focus on is the deck. And we got a, um, it's called a tabletop fire pit. I'm pressed. I'm so pressed. A what fire pit? It's a tabletop fire pit. So you, you put it initially inside, like, it literally just sits on your table. You just have to have an umbrella table. Mm-hmm. And put it in there. It comes with like you got to buy the propane and all that other stuff. So we're just waiting on the cord. But once that comes, we can light our little fire, sit out there at nighttime, and drink a glass of wine. You know, like we rich and stuff. If you guys could see this big ass smile on her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, hopefully this quarantine is done, and then by summertime I can come and experience the the new porch. Yes, girl. Yeah, deck friend. Get it correct. Okay, excuse me. My my apologies. The deck. So, since you've been home, have you caught up on Married at First Sight and or Insecure? So, I've caught up to where... I know Decision Day is the next episode, but I haven't seen Decision Day. Have you seen it? I watched it last night, friend. I thought it came on on Thursday. Is it not Thursday? 
friend, I definitely text you see how phony she is, y'all? I definitely text you and say, Hey, Mary That First Sight is coming on. Are you going to watch it? I thought it came on Thursday. No ma'am. No, ma and then Insecure I haven't watched because we don't have a subscription to HBO. Oh yeah. I also told you Hulu. I don't have a subscription to Hulu, friend. YouTube friend. But it's okay. You can talk about it. I won't feel any type of way. Go Whatever, for it. Friend. I'm going to. Anyways. All right. So quick recap of Married at First Sight. Um, the couples that did stay together were obviously Jess and whatever Tallboy's name is. They stayed together. Austin. Uh, Austin. He did end up saying, I love you. So I was happy because I'm like, now you can just shut the fuck up and move on. Yeah. You get some nerves. My last nerve. And then Katie and what's his name? Derek. Katie and Derek stay together, but I was surprised because he was initially like, yes, like, I'm all here for it. And then he responded very quickly. However, Katie wanted to, like, list down a million different reasons and excuses. They ended up getting a year lease together. Brandon ended up coming. And, of course, he walked out and passed the car, poor thing, took his glasses off and looked like he was about to let him have it. Because, of course, Brandon was, again, showing his ass off. Um, so she obviously didn't move forward with it. Mika, she said that her and Michael had been having, you know, some really good days. However, you know, she just felt like she cannot move forward with this foundation simply because he keeps lying. And of course he was crying and he looked crushed. It looked as though he thought that Mika was going to say yes. Um, and for a moment there, I did think... For a moment, I did think she was going to say yes. Obviously, Mindy and Zach were there. I didn't really get to hear too much of what was it they said, but obviously, they went ahead and they parted ways. So, at the end of it, they went ahead and they met up. I really couldn't hear it because, again, I'm not in the space of by myself to where I can hear TV without people talking, but that's fine. It's not to hear it there. Um, <laughs> but next week, child, at the they have the reunion, and apparently Katie has an affair, and two of the other castmates hook up. What? Yes, girl. Ooh, who hooked up? Who do you think it was? I'm thinking it might. So initially, I thought maybe Taylor and Derek. I thought so, too. But then I'm also thinking maybe Mika, because whatever his name is, Michael gets up and, like, runs away and was just like, I can't believe this is happening. So I'm not sure. But my cousin went ahead and she gave an interesting take on each of the cast. And I wanted to share it with you. If that's okay, friend. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm not going to say her name, but we, we chat about this. She said... She said, Austin and Jessica are typical, privileged people. They were just goofy. They were just too goofy to find each other on their own. I agree. Um, she said Brandon and Taylor Brandon is a textbook PG boy whose DC mama raised him and PG letting him think he was living a privileged life I agree to the T and I always felt that way about Brandon I always said I just felt like he's typical DMV guy like he's used to all these girls he's not used to having to put in the work or whatever it is and he thinks that people have to worship the ground that he walks on and I'm not trying to bash y'all because my husband is from Maryland however I always said that it had we not met in college I don't know if I'd want to speak to someone from this particular area um 
Oh, she said, letting him think he was living a privileged life, but the whole time uh, they were on assistance. She says, Micah, Mika, Mike is a bum, but he thought that he could skate through two months, get Mika pregnant, trap her, and live off of her. He never thought she'd be smart. Mika has seen her mama deal with bums, and she's not having it. I completely agree. She says, they, Derek and Katie are another set of privileged white kids, just not bland. They both, she says, she feels like they both messed with others in the past. Um, however, they know that they aren't. Basically saying they know they're to marry one another, like their own kind. I could, I always felt like, and not to say, I always, I'm curious to know what that Katie's ex-boyfriend looked like. Well, you um, think she a little spice? I, I think so. I, either that or she's just used to deuce bags. Um, and then she says, speaking of Taylor, she said a smart, a smart Baltimore city girl who got a taste of non-black hood people and is trying her best to adapt to the outside world. Hence the mop head wig. <laughs> yes. She said, Mindy and Zach, Zach is proof that if physically you are not his preference, don't bother. He's never going to want you no matter how good of a woman you are. She says, women grow to like and love men and not vice versa. That's why the Bible said a man chooses a wife. I said, I know that's right. So that was her little deep dive. Mm. She out here speaking facts. Okay. Since you since you didn't watch it, we couldn't have a deep dive, friend. But it's all right. Okay. You out with all this shade. Whatever, friend. Speaking of, so being that we're on this quarantine, I'm like looking for new shows to watch. And first of all, I've been successful in getting my one of my best friends to watch Game of Thrones. And remember how I was saying how like years ago I tried to watch it. However, the first episode, first couple of episodes were really boring. And I had to go backwards. And I don't know how to convince her otherwise. Like, she's on season two, she says, but it's, like, a lot to focus on and it's still boring to her. I'm trying to figure out when it stopped being boring to me. Um, season three. When they started killing niggas and shit, that's when I was like, ooh, yes, this is for me. I do think that if I had watched it regularly with everyone else when it initially came out, I don't think I would have liked it. Because I, I remember starting backwards, and I was just like, this seems interesting. And in the first season, especially the first couple episodes, I was like, what the fuck? But then when I went back a second time and watched it, I was just like, this is very boring. However, you get all of the foundation for each of the worlds in this particular season. So it was a bust, but she got me to watch All American. Have you seen that show? Let me just tell you something. I watched two seasons. This was the most dramatic ass fucking cast I've ever seen in my life. But I couldn't stop I fucking love watching All it. American. But I couldn't stop watching it. I love All American. Okay, I don't know if it's rich kids' problems, but those kids were grown as fuck. How are you just gonna go and spend a summer on your your boyfriend's yacht? Sonia would never. Monique would never. Like never. Like, and they live. It's so fucking nosy. She, why she just couldn't let the boy do his steroids and go on about his business? Why? Why she had to say something? Because she's a token black drug addict and she got to save everybody. She was just like, it's a trigger for me and, like, I can't. Like, I have to say something. Like, I have to. And then Grace got on my nerves as the mom. The little brother annoyed my soul. Oh, I'm not going to be able to go to the same school as dad? They're going to shut down South Crenshaw? Shut your ass up. Shut your ass. You knew the nigga for a minute. You didn't even know him. And then and then I was mad at how the dad died. Like I knew that he died. 
So I'm like, okay, so like you know when you're watching on Netflix. That's all I'm asking. Like lymphoma or something, like lymphoma cancer or something like that. But you know how like on Netflix, like you can fast forward and like you can like put your cursor over and see this nigga really died in the chair. And not to say that that doesn't happen, <laughs> but I was like, like yo, did he like he didn't? I was so damn mad. Hey Alex, I'm about to hang up for you. No. No, <laughs> no. And then when Grace was like to Darnell's mom, I got this. This is my house. I was like, what? okay. I don't give a fuck if this is your house. Bitch, that's my motherfucking child. That came I was out like, of my- okay, sis. I was like, that's the third time you said it. Clearly, she didn't get it the first time and she got smart again. Okay? <laughs> and Tay Diggs is a terrible actor. Oh my gosh. Why? I thought he did a good job. Okay, so let me ask you this. When you watched the show, did you binge watch it or did you watch it like as it came on? I watched it as it came on. Okay, so so did Kumla. And I have a theory about stuff like that. I feel like when you're watching it, and I said to him, I said, I feel like when you watch something week to week, you're not picking up on the foolery of things. You're not picking up on the nuisance of things. However, when you're binge watching something, you're seeing like a repetitive just you're getting the repetitiveness of the foolishness like I'm paying attention to more things and I'm like that is so unrealistic and coop when they were like you just got cooped oh oh, I was like what the fuck am I watching but I couldn't turn it off so I don't know if I'm gonna watch it next season What's that boy from um Jesus about to call him Lil Flip what is his name from B2K the low fans. I was just like, "What is well, this? I, I Why are you here?" I couldn't understand it. Yo, Layla, she was just like, "You better get out of here. You better get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> Guess you told him, and then all of a sudden she wanted to be cutting up at the party, and it's like, like, okay. And then the mom, she was just, I just the white woman and Jordan, how he got that girl pregnant. Or he thought he did. And he was just like, but I'm in love with you. And then when they got pulled over by the cops, and he was like, Dad, why didn't you ever have these conversations with me? I was like, you know what? This is just too much. And maybe this is a reality in other people's households. Like, this is really how their lives are. But for me, it was just too much, and I couldn't take it. And especially when Spencer got up and was just like, I took your greatest asset, and I'm bringing it back. And the woman was like, well, what are they? He was like, me. I'm coming back to play for South Crenshaw. I was like, okay, guys. (laughs) Everybody relax. So, I watched it. I'm trying to finish Ozark. And if anybody has any other show recommendations, please, 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 please send them my way. But I didn't know you watched that show, friend. I have told you this several times. Friend, just like I told you to watch the show, okay? Thank you. You are nothing but shadiness, and I need to talk to Kunle because I feel like he's being held against his will. I feel some spice. Speaking of, yesterday we decided we were going to go on a walk, and out of nowhere, like, the sidewalk is made of, like, brick, but obviously I didn't see it afterwards. I fell, twisted my ankle, and fell right on my knee and busted it. Kume immediately lets go. Like, he was, like, he was trying not to laugh. And this white woman behind me was just like, oh. And I know she wanted to laugh, too. But I had to be, like, extra dramatic and be on the ground a little bit more. So, like, if I really was her, she would feel bad and stop fucking laughing. But it didn't work. She was just like, I don't know how you tripped. But maybe I, maybe a squirrel came and grabbed your ankle. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, ha. 
<laughs> like your joke, man, was not needed. Now, I am the person like I will laugh at something like that, but I didn't need her little comment. So you know, like when you fall in public, like I like to, I like to like be extra dramatic just in case, so it doesn't look crazy. Luckily, no cars were around, but that woman was too close for me not to be on the ground a little bit more. Tell Karen about her business. She needed to. And then we saw her on the walk again, and she was just like, I wasn't laughing. I hope you're okay. And I was just like, mm. I said, you can laugh now if you'd like. It's all right. I was. I would have bust out laughing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wait. Sorry, guys. I have to go back to this agenda. Where are we? Okay. Um, so let's talk about these stimulus checks. So recently, um, I know there's been a lot of talk about Trump sending out the stimulus checks. So apparently he's been sending out Americans $1,200 supposedly tax-free checks that were supposed to be coming out. And I know some people were beginning to receive them today. If you filed by a particular date and time and pending that you do not own any child support and that you are not behind on anything, there's a couple of stipulations. You are eligible to receive this $1,200 check. Ashay, did you get yours yet? I surely did, friend. So let me tell you what I know about it. Um, people who have started receiving their stimulus checks as soon as Monday. If you had Navy Federal, apparently it was processing a little bit sooner than other banks. Um, mine came in on Wednesday, and I just transferred that bad boy to my savings. So if you claimed a child, of course you get $1,200 originally. If you claimed a child, it's an additional $500 per child. So say you have two kids... That's, That's $500 plus the original $1,200 if you're originally going to get. So now they're looking at possibly um, pushing the checks forward to be monthly, but making that income a little bit more. They're looking at giving us $2,000 a month and then an additional $500 per child. So this is being um, put into place to be talked about by the House of Representatives. And then hopefully in the, um, the next couple of weeks, we'll find out if we're able to get that $2,000 a month. Um, with everything being shut down, what do you think? Do you think $1,200 is feasible for us now that we're just sitting in the house? Or do you think we need more money? Are we going in the right direction? What do you think, Alex? So first and fucking foremost, my ass didn't get my goddamn check. Oh, my God. My was just like, yo, check your bank account. I got my money. Da, da, da. So I'm like, hey, hey, we both have Bank of America. I'm going to have mine, too. No, the fuck, I didn't. So I had to go online and, like, there, for people who didn't receive their direct deposit, for me, they said it was a technical error. I looked online, and they said that they needed, like, something to do with my, like, they needed my updated bank information. So... I went ahead and I provided that. Um, in any event that they don't have it, um, people are expecting, they're ex anticipating sending out the paper checks, um, I believe, the first week of May. In any event that you're unable to provide them with the information, I feel like the site had crashed. I did try to go ahead and put my information and it kept saying technical error. Um, so I want to just say this. Obviously, you know us as a people, the internet is undefeated. People have been making their memes and their jokes about it. But I want people to understand that some people don't work. I did just find out that my current place of employment, our contract is over June 30th. And for a lot of people, you know, like a lot of people on my team, you know, they have children. They have multiple children. So it's just like 
although to some people they're like especially for people who are working like that's added money for yourself i don't recommend that you go out and spend it foolishly i recommend my suggestion would be that you save it or that you go ahead and you pay down on like some other type of bills or whatever the case is but i don't think that twelve hundred dollars is enough i know that canada um is going to be paying their residents two thousand uh, dollars per month um until this situation is over with and i think that will be extremely helpful and i think it's just really on a being honest twelve hundred dollars is not enough money but something is better than nothing especially for those people who aren't able to work or those people whose jobs have been laid off or their contracts have ended like in my situation so i think it's a different way to look at things i just hope that they're not i know there's been a lot of conversation about oh you know don't utilize it because trump is going to penalize you for next year that's not the case what it is is from my understanding is when remember when we had ebola so what it was, it's supposed to be like a package. So in any event that America comes against whatever situation, there is an allotted set of money, there is an allotted plan put into place um, in any event that something happens. So let's say, for example, they say, okay, if we have this big thing going on such as we do right now, we are going to allot a certain amount of money for all of the citizens or all the taxpaying people, whatever the case is, to keep them afloat. Because, like I said, this situation is a little bit different in comparison to when we had the um, the factory shutting down in 2008 when the market crashed then. This is a little bit different because this isn't just affecting just certain businesses. This is affecting small businesses, big businesses, big businesses, the healthcare system. This is affecting, you know, black people, white people, all races, everything. You know what I mean? So to stimulate the economy, to stimulate the economy, they're trying to go ahead and they're trying to have these checks go out to people. Um, I am curious to see though, if we are going to get that $2,000. Yeah, I am curious to see that as well. But I do want to say something really quickly because I am an essential employee. I do have the rest of my life and go out of, out of my house, even though it's only for a full one week. I work in a hospital setting, so then I'm just like everybody else risking their life. And I felt like a lot of companies, i.e. my contractor, they are not willing to give us hazardous pay. Mm. So receiving the same pay though we are off one week you know we still get paid for that week that we're you know technically teleworking but we don't telework i'm grateful for that because there are some contractors on my same contract that has to report to work every single day without even being off mm. and still having to work but i would just think that we're going into a setting where we are in a hospital. We're risking our lives coming out of the house. Why isn't it that we're not getting hazardous pay? Mm -hmm. I'm extremely grateful for the stimulus check and all the things that are being in place to take care of everybody that's in part of this shutdown. But what about the people that are out here every day, like the grocery store workers, the doctors, the RSAs, like I am, and anybody else that has to go outside of their home? I feel like their pay should be increased. Yeah. And I think, and I think the bigger thing about this is, remember when we were talking about it? Um, I remember when we were speaking on it. We weren't just saying that. You have to look at the bigger picture. This, this is going to be, and specifically for us millennials, you know, um, remember there was a time where baby boomers are running everything. This is a time for us millennials, and I know 
when we talk about, when people speak about us coming into the job market, we aren't just looking for what is our salary. We're looking for our benefits package. And when we go ahead and we speak about our benefits package a lot of times, we're looking at, hey, what if I get sick? Or, hey, what if my family member gets sick? Or whatever the case happens, you know, how are you as an, a company going to keep me the employee? Um, like, what are you investing into me? So I definitely think as this situation dies down, the bottom line is, is that we are never going to be the same. As a country, we're not going to, but I think it's going to be an eye-opener for businesses, and I think as people get out there into that workforce, I think this is a situation and a time for you to go ahead and say, hey, with everything going on, in any event that whatever happens, how can I ensure my safety? Are you providing me with sick time? Are you providing me with, you know, time for in any event that something happens to my children or whatever the case is? And... I think that's the bigger issue, and I think it's exposing a lot of companies to see a lot of people saying, like, hey, like, you know what? Your company doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. They don't. And my thing is, I know that Governor Hogan has stated that this upcoming Saturday, it's going to be mandatory that um, no matter where you go, that you are, you have to have masks. So my question is, is okay, that's fine, but are these businesses applying, supplying uh, PPE equipment for PPE for their employees? Are you providing masks for all the grocery store workers? Are you providing hand sanitizer? Are you providing wipes? Like, what are you providing to go ahead and to keep them safe? And then also, what about the public? Like, yeah. a lot of people don't even have masks. They're using homemade things that are probably not even sufficient to keep them from catching the coronavirus. But something's better than nothing. I, I learned... I mean, I do. I, I learned... Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I do understand, but I feel like, I mean, along with these stimulus checks are getting mailed out, can you mail us just the four or five masks? I'm just saying. <laughs> I know that someone had told me that you can go through your insurance, your insurance and see if you can go ahead and get a mask that way. So before everything had become what it is, hit the head, um, you know, okay, sure, fine. But now that, you know, there's a limit of them, um, you know, they're trying to push back or figure out how they're going to work that out. But that's also an option, too. But going back to the initial question of the something about the money and the dollars, my biggest thing, and, you know, and I get it, like most people live paycheck to paycheck. I do. I had a second job. Um, but I think it's so important. This is where your rainy day fund comes in, even if it's $50 out of your paycheck. Just put it away. Like I learned a long time ago. Um, I wasn't having an income that, you know, where if nothing else, you pay yourself first because God, right. something happened, you need to be able to make sure that you have money. And they were also saying on the news again, and I always say this fact to you guys, they say that most Americans do not have at least $400 in their savings account. And that's not just the black thing. They're speaking on across all ethnic levels. So I think that's something that, you know, a lot of us need to look into. Um, I did see that. Fashion Nova, which I love. I got, a, I, love. I got an alert that said, hey, all your stimulus checks are in. Um, shop with the 80% up to, an, up to an 80% sale. And I know it was causing a lot of uproar with people. Did you see that? No, I didn't get the alert, but once you sent me the agenda, and that's the first thing I saw, even though it wasn't in caps or nothing, I was like, hold up. Let me hop on, let me hop on and see what's going on. Yes, a lot of people were upset about it. Um, okay, so me personally, 
during this particular point, yeah, let me say this. Younger Alex would have been all over it. But Alex with bills, Alex being married, um, Alex having, you know, real life things going on, and especially since my job is going to potentially end June 30th, or it is, um, I'm not thinking about nobody fashion over nothing, and I got to sit in the house. And people were saying how it was in poor taste for them, but I think this is the time where you educate people. Um, but also you have to understand that they have a business too. Yeah. So you know how some places are like, I know someone who's a landlord and, you know, she was saying, yeah, okay, they don't have to pay their rent at this particular point in time. She says, but I still have to pay my bills. So I think that's something that people need to take into consideration. And not that it's their fault, but um, at some point, somebody's coming to collect. There's like a chain reaction and it makes me think to myself that... When I think of our like ecosystem or how we function as a people, as a country, as a world, everyone's job is important. Every job is important, like from the garbage collectors to the people who test the water to the grocery store workers to our truck drivers. You know what I mean? Like everybody's important. It's not just the doctors and, and the nurses. And granted, like, you know, they are frontline too. But we have, if what, what would happen if we didn't have those grocery workers? And these are the same people that we didn't want to pay a livable wage. These are the same people who we didn't want when they were advocating to get more money to make a livable wage because minimum wage wasn't cutting it. We were like, no. But now we're depending on them. We're depending on those people to go ahead and put their to risk their lives out there to stock your groceries, to check you out. All our people are coming in there with nasty attitudes. The companies are not supplying them with proper masks, gloves, sanitizer, none of the sort. So I'm, again, I am curious just to see how everything plays about when this is all over with. Yeah, like you said, this country, we're just never going to be the same again. Like, it's, 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 it's bad. And we're still out here going to parties, whether it be at somebody's house or not, or just doing things that we're not supposed to do. We're not taking it serious. Oh my gosh, you know what I've seen? So, you know how on Instagram people, like, you know, promote themselves and their businesses. And I have seen some people like with the hair cutting and things like that. And at first I was just like, okay, you know, whatever, it's at their house. But I know of someone who said that in Baltimore, he said that um, the place below him, the business below him was a barbershop. And the police rode by, saw they were open and they fined them $5,000. And the police also told them that you're lucky because we can go ahead and we can put in something to get your license, your business license taken away because you're putting other people at risk. And I think the thing that's really important that people need to understand is this. Just because you don't have it doesn't mean that the other person doesn't have it. You don't know who they're coming in contact with. So I've been seeing a lot of people post like, oh, pull up to my house, I'm cutting hair. And in my mind, I'm like, you know that if someone wanted to, that they could report you, right? You know that, right? Like they can come and shut down your business. There was a barber in Alabama who died. He was giving haircuts at his house and he was like, oh, I'm being safe. And then like a week later, he ended up dying of coronavirus. So don't be fucking stupid. And I'm not, I mean, and I get it. Like everybody got bills to pay. We have to do what we have to do, but don't be dumb and post it. I just, it's not even about posting it's about just you shouldn't being do it at all. you shouldn't do it at all but I'm just saying like, you hell? don't even get the symptoms until what two weeks yep 
And that, and that, and remember that everybody shows symptoms. I know you were saying, or you showed me that in Florida, um, so all across the country, like some states are releasing inmates who have a lesser of a sentence or who are in there for like drugs or like minor offenses. But tell me what happened in Florida, Arshay. Okay, so many inmates around the country are being released from prison um, going off of this coronavirus. Of course, your boy that looks like um, Harley Quinn has gotten released as well, but we're going to talk about that later. So Florida inmate, 26-year-old Joseph Edwards Williams, was arrested on March 20th in Tampa due to a second-degree murder. Williams was one of the 100 inmates that was supposed to be released. Um, so a Florida inmate, a 26-year-old Joseph Ed Williams, was arrested on March 20th in Tampa, Florida due to a second-degree murder charge. Williams was one of 100 inmates that was just released on the 19th, March 19th, that is, following the coronavirus. So how is it that you out of jail... <laughs> How do you get a full 24 hours and then you get picked up again for a second degree murder charge? Have you ever seen, or well, I know you're not really big into the, um, like Batman or anything like that, but I know you've seen like Batman movies where it was kind of like the Joker put two boats in the ocean and was like it had some civilians in one and the other side had, um, prisoners mm -hmm. and each other like, uh, remote saying that if you hit this button, this boat, the opposite boat will blow up. I kind of feel like we're in that same boat if you think about it. People are like, not release the convicts, they had their chance to live and they chose to do bad, so let them just stay in, inside the prison. And then on the other half, the um, prisoners are just like, well, let us out where people we can get sick as well. Then you also have to think about the staff, the people that are in there that are feeding the inmates, the people that are, um, what are they called? The corrections officers. Thank you. The corrections officers, the guards, the police officers, all the people that work there that are innocent that have nothing to do with it. You know, you just got to think about things like that. So I feel like we're in one of those type of tug of wars. So if it was you and you were in Congress and you were willing to pass the bill, would you pass the bill to release the, um, would you release the inmates to come home due to the coronavirus? So first and foremost, this motherfucker was in there on attempted murder. So, no, you wouldn't qualify in my book. That's just not a thing. You wouldn't qualify. And then you go ahead and you get out, and then you cut up some more. So, yeah, no. Um, but the reality is, is that our prison systems are overcrowded. Um, they're overpopulated. And a lot of times it's for nonviolent offenses. So, in this situation, yes, I say go ahead and release them. This is this is where halfway houses come into play. However, the problem is, is that where do you place these people when they get out? Number one. Um, and then because you think about you have some people who have been institutionalized for years for nonviolent crimes. OK, that's fine. But you also have to provide like, are you providing them with medical care when they get out? Are you providing them with a place to stay when it is that they get out? And are you setting them up with the proper channels to reacclimate to life? Because even if they didn't go on there for a violent offense, that's not to say that, you know, they had to learn to survive in the system. 
So I think there's that aspect. I read this book a long time ago, and it had it was based on Hurricane Katrina. And I don't think this is real or not. I don't believe this is a, no, it wasn't a true story. But the woman was speaking on how in the with Hurricane Katrina, how the inmates, the guards came in and were like, the place is about to flood, and like how they had to like open the gates and just let them out. Or they would just all be in there just dead or whatever the case is. And I'm not really sure. I don't know how factual that is. But it makes me think of stuff like that. Like, do you let them sit there and die? Or do you just let them out? But then you're letting them out amongst whatever else it is. You don't know what they've, what skills they've acquired in there. You don't know what it, being incarcerated has done to their mental health. Like, things like that kind of pick my mind. But I feel like if, if you're scheduled, and I think a lot of the places are, if they're scheduled to be released within a year or two, then they're letting them out. I don't think it's for everyone. I'm not really sure. What do you think? I think, I think we need to look at the charges, mm-hmm. how long they served, mm-hmm. and then also, you know how people get released on good behavior or whatever, or whatever programs they're doing to better themselves. Right. I think we need to factor all of these things in before we just say, okay, we're going to let somebody that kick a serial killer out on the streets and let him let his ass kill again like that makes no sense yeah i saw um your uncle r kelly was trying to get out i knew you was about to say i saw he was trying to get out and they said no 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 because you know something hit now his ass don't need to get out because he's gotten off scot-free before and he's still in there his fucking lesson so no he does not need to get out takashi did get out yeah you cousin. he's quarantined <laughs> listen he's quarantined he's He's supposed to be, like, on house arrest or whatever the case is. But he was scheduled to get out at the end of the year anyways. Yeah, so I agree with letting people out. If they're supposed to be getting out within a year or two, I agree. But if they're, like, serial killers or somebody that has killed multiple people or Mm -hmm. places or whatever, I think we need to consider the charges. We need to consider if they're doing better in jail, their mental health state. Um, where they're going to go, and then you don't want to overpopulate these halfway houses. It's only so many halfway houses yeah. to these convicts, so yeah. they can't all quarantine in the same place. If that's the case, you might as well just keep them in jail. Yep. Yep, yep. Speaking of jail, uh, Floyd Mother's daughter, Yaya Mayweather, um, Oh, that poor baby. She ain't no poor so- baby nothing. She stabbed up She's 19. She is a baby. Poor baby. Okay. She stabbed up uh, her boyfriend. Like, what is his name? NBA Young Boys. What's his name? What's her boyfriend's yeah. name? She stabbed. She's the girlfriend of some rapper. And I guess she got into an altercation with one of his four baby moms. And she stabbed the girl. And she ended up being arrested. She didn't make bond. But now she's facing up to 99 years in prison. What do you think? I mean, people do stupid shit for a crime, but this was the dumbest shit. And I think she's learned from now. She just needs. If okay, I would want somebody to come to me and say, "Oh, bitch, what the fuck are you doing like this?" I like, I know the dick is bomb, but it ain't that 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 good that you out here doing this dumb shit. So this is me coming to her, sis. You are young. Are beautiful. Your father is Floyd Mayweather. You pretty much got it made to have anything you want. And I get 
you're like so strung out on this guy, but you can have anybody you want. And you out here about to face nine years in prison? Are you kidding me? Mm. Your life has just begun. Like, you haven't even seen life yet or done anything yet. But you're about to throw away your whole entire freaking future. Mm-hmm. Over so fucking stupid. So, okay. So, let's... Just me being honest and me being kidding, I have been the crazy turn of girl before, but I've never, I wanted to, or attempted to have fought a girl before, but stabbing never crossed my mind, but we weren't there, we don't know what the situation is, whatever, whatever. The woman was accordingly, um, she did suffer, she suffered non-life-threatening injuries and she did have to go undergo surgery. However, here's my thing about it, where, why isn't any penalty being placed against the guy? Number one, and then also, so yeah, I just don't. Again, like I said, I want to know. I feel like he should hold some responsibility now. I don't believe that 90, now. Ninety nine years, I think, is absolutely fucking ridiculous. However, something I would say maybe like a year because the girl could have died, and ain't no dick good enough. To have you in nobody jail. No. And no. I wonder what her father said to her. Like, just imagine him reading the headlines before she calls him. Like, I'm wondering what he said to her. But the thing is, too, when someone brought a good point, they said that he used to be, he was abusive to all of his children's mothers. So, you know, to her, she might have grown up seeing that as it being normal or whatever the case is. However hindsight now that she's grown and she's a debt like this is your freedom that's on the line and i hope that you don't choose to entertain this fool and then even that you do go ahead and you do get sentenced and i think the bigger thing is is that the girl didn't end up getting hospitalized and in the state that they're in you know that's considered a deadly offense or you know whatever the case is um but i would say at max a year um and i think she needs to leave that nigga alone huh yeah maybe a year or some probation or something at this point you have to every action has a consequence and i'm not saying that she shouldn't have a consequence but 99 years i think it's just that's excessive and if i was the judge i'm like sorry like this is gonna have to end like you and him are gonna have like the both of you need a restraining order against one another like that's not a thing that's not appropriate and then even that is violated okay well here's your time back because you didn't want to fucking listen because clearly he's the problem do you think it's him? I mean, we're not there, so I wouldn't say it's him. I mean... Because afterwards, like, he was still, like... I mean, you know, he still, whatever it is, like, claimed her, whatever the case is. But when you sit down in that moment and you're like, wow, like, I really almost lost my... I really almost about to lose my freedom on account of him. We're not married. He's got four other baby moms. Like, what? Like what? No. That's oh, just for everybody. I don't know. And he don't got the money that your daddy got, so I don't know why you over there chipping over him. Get out of here. Girl, bye. Whatever. So, friend, you didn't watch Insecure, and I'm going to send you a link so that you can watch it for free. But you did catch up on... (laughs) You did watch last season, right? Yes. Okay, so long story short... um, Molly's still talking to this guy, uh, the, I forgot what his name is, the, the Asian guy, the Filipino one. She's still speaking to him, and when they're in the car and they're riding down, he's saying how 
He's, he said he likes her, but he's talking to other people. Of course, Molly being Molly, she feels a way about it. So they're going off to Issa's having like this little mixer for her block parties as a networking event. So after they're sitting down and they're talking, you know, Molly couldn't really be happy for Issa because she was upset. And she made like a comment. Issa was saying, you know, well, you're talking to other people, too. What are you upset about? And then she was just like, so Molly said her comment and then whatever the case was. But it sparked the conversation that people were saying, like, do you guys have a Molly in your life? So this man has said, like, so this girl has said, Molly swears she's a cat. She's, it says, Molly said, Molly swears she's just a cat because of her education and career. When in reality, she's a bad friend, messy dater, and self-sabotages anything good. So this man commented back and said, like I said, Molly is a large amount of single women in the D.C. area. So, of course, you know, people were all up in arms. But for me, I want to take out of the D.C. area because I don't think it's just specific to here. But I wanted to say two things or ask you two things. Have you ever met a person or have you ever been a person guilty of being the person where when you're upset, you can't be happy for your friends because for me, I just felt like I've been in situations where I've got bad news, but I needed to keep my face together because at that moment it wasn't about me. It was about my friend. I was there and supportive. And I've always felt with Molly that even though she cares for Issa, she wants Issa to do good, but I don't think she ever wants Issa to do better. So apparently what we're exploring a lot in this particular, this upcoming season is the dynamic between Molly and Issa and how their friendship evolves. So have you ever dealt with friends who are like that? Who are like Molly? Who are like Molly and then who are also more specifically where if they're not happy, nobody else can be happy. I have, but I've cut those friends off. Mm-hmm. I choose I choose my happiness and I choose a stronger friendship than to sit and be a friend to somebody who doesn't even appreciate what I've done as a friend. I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. So, I feel like everybody knows that person where when it's not about them, they don't care about it. Yes, and I've had friends like that, and I just, like I said, I get you get two times with me. One time, I'm just like, all right, I'm watching you. And the second time, I was like, all right, you know what? I, I can't even do it no more. Have you, just, mm-hmm. have you ever been in a situation where, okay, let's say, for example, Arshay, you have an event, right? And you've been working your butt off for this event for like a year. And I come around and I'm upset, like I'm there, but instead of talking about your show, I'm talking about how I'm upset about what this nigga did. I mean, I'm one of those people that will try to get you back and say, okay, well, don't, you know, don't focus on him. You know, look at all of this that's going on here. Just be happy. You allowed, you got money in your account, your edges is growing back, like those credit scores grow. Like, I'm one of those people. I'm always one of those people that try to dig people out of whatever funk they're in and try to bring them back to life. Like, mm-hmm. like not revolve around these niggas. Yeah, I've had people, like, not necessarily in my friend group, but, like, someone I know I've had to say that, like, when a serious situation has come about, and I've had a, I know of a particular person where, like, it's always like, well, I had that happen to me, too. And I remember, and they were like, well, 
how come no one told me this or how come no one told me that? And I said, because you tend to always make it about you. I said, if you want to be there, that's fine and be your support. But sometimes people just need you to listen and everything doesn't have to be about you. It doesn't. It's okay to let them have their moment. And we don't have to circle back to talk about you. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing that I felt with Molly. But going back to this post, what do you think about the conception that she, the the idea that she says that Molly, not just Molly specifically, but I'm going to say women swear that just because there are catches because of education and career, but in reality, you know, they're bad friends, messy data and self top and they self sabotage anything good. I know a lot of successful women who sleep at home alone. And they brag about this and they brag about that. And that's fine, sis, but I know you want. Sometimes it's by choice, though. Yeah. It's not even about them not being able to find somebody. I mean, because you can find somebody and you not have that same spark or you're not even able to hold a full conversation with that person. Uh You better say it. But in the midst of that, I don't think it's I don't think it's appropriate to throw, oh, you're so this, you're so that, then it's just like, okay, well, why are you single then? Because maybe there's something wrong with you. Act like a lady you think like a man when Taraji P. Henson was playing the role of the successful woman, yep. Successful black woman, that's basically what they were saying it. She finds reasons to self-sabotage, something that she finds good, oh, because he works um, as Katie, a bad Katie person. on Married at First Sight, stupid self. Yeah. Yep. You're correct. All right, friend. Well, hopefully next time we pod, you will have be caught up on Married at First Sight and Insecure. Can we all hope for that, guys? Thanks. And I have a music plug, and our music plug today actually came from Insecure, and that's one of like my best reasons that I'm glad it's back because they always have the best fucking music. But um, a song called it's a song called "Reaching" by Cassius Clay. It's Any other announcements, Fern? It's called "Reaching" mm-hmm, by Cassius Clay. Yeah, you're reaching. Okay, you've been reaching this whole episode by trying to drag me, friend, and I don't know. Well, friend, whatever, because you are on my list. That's neither here nor there. You guys, please be safe. Wash your hands. Use your Lysol. Practice your social distancing. If you haven't already, please make sure you catch up on all all of our other episodes. Tag us. Send us to your friends. Give us those five-star ratings. And that's it. We know y'all in the house. We know y'all in the house. And you ain't got shit to do. We in the house, too. Okay? You ain't got shit to do. You ain't got nothing else to do. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, <laughs>